are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you with the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. How's it going today, Matt? It's going well. Good conversation yesterday. Let's keep this rolling along. Yeah, absolutely. It was a good conversation. We went back to the well on rookies. We talked about some deeper rookies in that late second and, and third round range uh, who have an uncertain future. Could could make that year one impact could be the the uh, gold you need in that uh, that late part of your draft, but there's also a chance they they land on the practice squad as well. Go back and check that one out if you missed it. Uh, today we're we're moving away from the rookies and we're talking about some of the biggest fallers in dynasty startup ADP over the last year. Matt, I went back to June 2020 dynasty startup ADP. I looked at the top 50 players specifically. And I found the ones who lost the most value. Uh, some of these players, you're going to be shocked they were even being drafted in the mm-hmm. top 50, even this time last year. And really what I want to know from you is, can these players bounce back? Can they regain value this this season? Or is this just the beginning of the end? Some of these are going to be really short conversations, including this very first one. Let's get it out of the way. The biggest faller by far he was drafted 46th overall this time last year, barely being drafted at all right now. He's down over 200 spots. You probably guessed it. It's Todd Gurley, the veteran running back. Doesn't have a team currently. I mean, he's 258th overall is his current ADP. <laughs> wow. He was like the league MVP almost. I mean, he was the fantasy MVP a couple of years ago. Right, right. It, it goes it goes fast. I don't think he's getting back to that top 50 value. Uh, I guess what I would want to know with Gurley, because right now he's he's sitting out there on some dynasty waiver wires. Do you think he gets a job, and can he, can he perform well enough to regain any real dynasty value? Well, I mean, like Adrian Peterson comes to mind. Frank Gore, you know, and where I'm going with this, and this was a big topic yesterday, he doesn't offer any special teams value. So... If I'm the Lions who kick the tires on him and I'm going to sign Todd Gurley, he's going to be in my running back rotation now to have any value. And is he good enough to do that? On his best day, I would say he probably is. But he's a lot of work for your training staff and your running back coach. And he doesn't practice throughout the week and, you know, isn't implemented in the game plan as a practice player. I don't know that this, you know, this, uh, the juice is worth the squeeze on him, and apparently the league agrees. But like a Peterson, he's probably one preseason injury away, which it'll happen to some team, from a call. Yeah, I, like I said, if he's on my waiver wire, if I've got deep rosters, I'm, I'm probably taking a shot. But if we're talking about a trade situation or if I'm drafting a, a new dynasty startup, He's not even on my draft list, uh, which, <laughs> right, which right, is right. which is true for most people, I think. Like I said, his ADP goes from 46 to 258 over the past oh, year. Yeah. 
Matt, let's talk about some players who have a legit chance of regaining some value. Uh, the next biggest follower, again, we're looking at the top 50 players from this time last year, Kenyon Drake, the running back now of the Las Vegas Raiders, formerly of the Arizona Cardinals. He drops over 100 spots, 107 spots to be exact. He was drafted 32 overall late in the third round this time last year. Now he's uh, well outside of the top 100, 139 overall. And if, if you go back to last year, I mean, we could probably pull it up on this podcast. We could find people mentioning it on Twitter. This was like a red flag that this guy was being drafted in the third round, a little bit older, you know, took him a couple years to really make an impact. He was entering that that contract year with the Cardinals. Uh, I think actually he had been, uh, I think he'd gotten the transition tag, I believe. So it, it looked like a short-term situation. It, this was just a clear stay away situation for me, at least. What do you think? Yeah, here's a good example of one you said, like, I'm shocked he was ever 32. You know, like, I I was never a Drake hater. I don't think I own him anywhere. But I kind of liked him and kicked the tires here and there on a trade once in a while. But I can't believe that there was only 31 players taken ahead of him a year ago. That being said, he may have fallen too far. I mean, if he can be the true receiver, if he can be the Jalen Richard plus in Vegas... I think he's useful. I mean, I can start this guy on game day, I think. I totally agree. I think he's fallen way too far. Yeah, uh, I mentioned yeah. I mentioned his ADP of 139 overall. Uh, I mean, some players being drafted around him. Um, Devin Singletary, Amari Rogers, uh, Adam Troutman, J.D. McKissick, Daryl Henderson. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's not too far off. But um, I do like – I like Drake as a target – uh, both in drafts and in trades. I mean, one of the one of the players that we've had a lot of questions about this offseason is Josh Jacobs. He's seen his value drop quite a bit as well. I, th- I think Drake could pretty easily be the the one B uh, in that in that situation and and take a lot of work away from Jacobs. Yeah, and I like Jacobs as a player. Like, I wish my favorite team had him, but I don't know that he's long for this world either. I mean, he's always fighting an injury. Runs incredibly hard. I mean, could he be out of – it can happen to any back, but I put him on the, sure. the the spectrum of more likely to get injured than others at the running back position. Let's squeeze one more in here really quickly before our break, um, and, and I always kind of associate this player with Todd Gurley. Uh, I think he's just a year behind, uh, so maybe we're looking at him as, as a major faller this time next year. Melvin Gordon, veteran running back for the Denver Broncos – he falls 55 spots. I said I was looking at the top 50 players. He was number 50. So his value was already on the way down. But now he's outside of the top 100. Of course, the Denver Broncos drafted Javante Williams uh, this this past draft as well. I don't know. It's hard, it's hard for me to see Melvin Gordon really even maintaining his current value of, of 105, let alone moving back up into this top 50, even top 75 range. No, I don't think he's capable of getting there. But I think 105 is too low. To be, he has the plague right now. I mean, I, I did a startup, got him unbelievably late with the thoughts of, I don't think he beats out Javante Williams by any stretch. But I'm not so sure that he's going to be a Bronco this year. Like, if I were the Jets or Miami, I'd be really interested in Gordon. And 
unlike Gurley, he doesn't have chronic knees going back to right. college and things like that. You know, I mean, I think he could have two quality years. And again, if I'm, I don't know, the Bears and Montgomery gets hurt, I would rather send a draft pick to Denver than sign Gurley. Oh, yeah, easily. Uh, yeah. I think you make a good point there. A change of scenery, especially with Javante Williams there, would be good news for Melvin Gordon. Uh, looking at kind of where he stands in the running back conversation, uh, that ADP gives him uh, a rank of running back 35. Damian Harris is 34. Mike Davis is 33. Ronald Jones, 32. So that's kind of the company he's sharing right now. Maybe you're right. Maybe he's fallen just, uh, just a bit too far. You might get a year or two out of or of fantasy relevance from him. I mean, he's never going to be a top 50 guy again, though. Right. Yeah. All right, Matt, when we come back, we'll look at uh, our next three big fallers and see if they can bounce back in 2021. Let me tell you about Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all that action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, information for all your sporting news needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, even all your UFC, MMA action. They got so much going on here. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or your mobile device. It's super easy. And check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game as teams preps for their runs for the playoffs as well. Uh, head to the website and or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code Locked On, all one word, all caps, Locked On. That's 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Matt, today we're talking about players who have lost the most value from last year to this year. We're looking at the top 50 players from 2020 June ADP uh, and seeing what they look like now. The top three followers that we mentioned before the break, Gurley, Drake, and Melvin Gordon, all running backs. Uh, Our next player, next big follower is a running back as well. Leonard Fournette drops 54 spots. He was 37 overall. That's the first pick in the fourth round. Now down to 91. Uh, of course, since that time, he, he got cut by the Jags, ultimately landed with the Bucks, won a Super Bowl, had a good playoff run, and now is battling with Ronald Jones uh, for playing time in that backfield. I kind of think Leonard Fournette's dropped a little too far. I think the disrespect has gone too far. 91 overall, what do you think? Possibly, because he could be the lead back in a very good offense, behind a very good line with a great passing game, and Brady's always going to check into the right play. Here's my worry with Fournette, even at his current cost, is I mentioned Gordon is someone I'm adding super cheap for, like, nothing. Gio Bernard's another. I think he's going to be James White for them. And Fournette's caught some passes over the last couple years, even though I don't think he's a really accomplished route runner or receiver. I think that might dry up. Well, that's another crowded depth chart. Of course, yeah. I, I mentioned Ronald Jones. We talked about, or you mentioned uh, Gio Bernard, who they signed after the Bengals cut him. Uh, and then they still have Keyshawn Vaughn, who they spent a yeah, right. uh, a day two pick on. I, I think it's probably uh, probably Vaughn who gets cut ultimately, but... Uh, it, it's it's hard to it's hard to get fantasy points for all three or four of those guys. I think Brady's going to love Gio Bernard. Yeah, that, that's fair. I, I like that call. Yeah. 
We've talked four running backs so far. It's not just running backs that lost value. There's some wide receivers too, including Odell Beckham Jr. He was 25 overall this time last year. Uh, The first player in the third round with that ADP. Now he's the last player in the sixth round, 72 overall. So he loses 47 spots in ADP down to 72 overall, like I said. That makes him the wide receiver 35. He's behind Chenault, Lockett, Chark, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Can OBJ regain some value? Can He He can't get back up to 25. I don't think it's possible. He's he's 28 years old now. But can he get back up to, to let's say, 50? Can he regain that type of value? I think yes. I mean, of the guys you mentioned here, he's the most likely to me to really increase in value and part of me just can't quit him because he was so good and so dynamic and i'm not at all a believer that oh the browns offense is better without odell no baker started playing better the team started to find itself they'll be better with odell but he could fall off a cliff i mean he's a risk well for reference i mentioned top 50 Currently, T. Higgins is 50 overall. That's wide receiver 21. Uh, Deontay Johnson is 49 overall. T.J. Hawkinson is 51 overall. Pretty rich company. That is. That is. You you throw out top 50, and it's like, sure, OBJ could be there again. Uh, But then you start naming names and realize just how deep, uh, really, the fantasy landscape is right now. Uh, And it's it's tough to get to 50. I mean, Jerry Judy is 58. Um, Cool. They're not even close to me right now. Yeah. Right. Cortland Sutton is 60. Uh, so I do think OBJ can regain some value. I think he can can produce on the field. But it's going to be tough even to get back up into that, that 50 range uh, that we were mentioning. That being said, and again, I want all those guys that you mentioned way over OBJ right now. So I'm not predicting this. But I also don't have to squint that hard that OBJ has a – Top five fantasy wide receiver season. Oh, that that would be fun. That would be a fun storyline to, just to see what happens. Because I don't think any of those guys you mentioned can be a top five receiver this year. I think he could. Yeah. Next guy we're going to talk about in this segment is one of my favorites, one of your least favorites, I think, is Juju Smith-Schuster. I am a little uh, hard on him. Lost a ton of value, deservedly so. He goes from 21 overall. He was a late second rounder. Now he's 61 overall. He's in that same range of players we were talking about. Right behind Cortland Sutton. Um, right in front of Jalen Waddle. It's kind of interesting. Quite a bit ahead of OBJ, who we were just mentioning. Uh, you know, this time last year, we, we just knew that Juju was going to be leaving Pittsburgh. And after the way he played, I think I felt even stronger about that. I mean, I remember the the minute that announcement was made that he was coming back to the Steelers, you and I were exchanging text, and we were both shocked uh, that, that he was back in town. They've, they've got Deontay Johnson, we just mentioned. Uh, they've got Chase Claypool, who they hit on, and is, is easily the most valuable of these three wide receivers now, uh, at least in my opinion. And then, uh, and, and then Juju's just hanging around. Saw plenty of targets last year, but... Just wasn't able to do a lot with them. Ben is is clearly, <laughs> I don't know. He he doesn't have much left. Players, that's for sure. Right. Yeah. That's that's probably the nicest way to say it. Doesn't doesn't have much left in the tank. 
what do we see with Juju? He still is just 20, 24 years old. So that, that gives me a little bit of hope. He can regain some value. What do you see? Yeah, I, I think, you know, the fact that he's remarkably young is super important here. I very much firmly believe he will be the Steelers third leading receiver this year. And maybe even Ebron and Najee Harris, you know, nipping on his heels a little bit. And that's not a huge discredit to him because I think Deontay and Claypool were better in ascending. And I do, and although I did say this a year ago, I do think he will be playing for another team a year from now as well. Although the Steelers have more cap space than anyone in the league going into next year. So they could keep him if need be. I just don't well, see they're going to need him. it for a quarterback, right? They're going to need it for a quarterback. That's why they, they're setting it up. You know, that uh, I don't think they're going to give him $16 million while Claypool and Deontay Johnson are making, you know, peanuts. You know, it just doesn't how they it, – it's not good for the room, especially if he's a third-leading receiver. But as a, what, a 25-year-old a year from now, I think he'll be somebody's number two, which – in a you know in a receiver rich league, being the number two on Chicago or Thielen's replacement in Minnesota or the Lions or the Packers, I'm just picked one division, and he fits the mold for all of them. It's not so bad, you know. I mean, I think he's going to have a long, prosperous career. Well, I think that's the narrative that he he, he works better as the number two at this point, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and he's uh, stuck as a three, unfortunately, for him, I think. Yeah, I, I still can't quit Juju. still think he has a really good chance to regain some value, but we might actually have to wait more than a year for it. We might have to wait until yeah. he lands with that new team. Matt, when we come back, we'll finish up the conversation. Talk about three other players who lost some value. I think all three can bounce back. We'll see what you think. All right, let me take a chance here, you know, a little time out of our, to talk about rockauto.com. Um, they've been a really good good friend of the Locked On Network now for a long time, and they do amazing work. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, whatever, at a traditional chain storefront. It just makes no sense. So a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars, and it makes a lot of sense financially or as a hobby or whatever you got to check out rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. Um, Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you're looking for. Their catalog is extremely easy to navigate. Uh, see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, prices you prefer. Uh, I mentioned that the prices are always reliably low and same for, for, for professionals as they are for you guys. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So here's what you do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how do you, how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you that's locked on two words amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com folks I want to take a minute here to tell you guys about Built Bar they've been a really great sponsor and ally here to the entire Locked On Network and to my family as well my son's 14 he's really into lifting weights now and working out he just crushes built bars as soon as they pretty much walk in the door um my wife is kind of a 
chocolate connoisseur and she's real picky about the, you know, in these bars, some of the chocolate you get on the outside is really waxy. Not the case at all with Built Bar. And there's 18 amazing flavors, including six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcotta, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp to go around, to go with the original 12 flavors. Uh, they're great for the health conscious guy or woman. Um, you lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Um, some of these, all these bars have a little bit different qualifications, but let's just pick one out of the air here. Peanut butter has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only five grams of sugars and five grams of net carbs. Um, how about cookies and cream only has 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. And that's what you get with all these, which is unbelievable. So go to builtbar.com, use our promo code locked 15. That's locked one, five, all one word. And you get 15% off your next order. Use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, Matt, three more followers. Let's see what you think about these guys, if they can bounce back and regain some value. The first one is, is really interesting. He loses 37 spots had one of the biggest fantasy seasons ever in 2019 and and just wasn't able to match that. Nobody really thought he would match that, but we're still holding it against him. It's Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens quarterback. He was being drafted 20th overall uh, a year ago and, and was basically back and forth with Patrick Mahomes as the overall quarterback one. Now he's down to 57 overall. That actually makes him the quarterback five like I said, we, we knew he couldn't reproduce that, that record-breaking season, that MVP season of 2019, but we still held it against him when he didn't, and, and uh, his value tumbled because of that. I think Lamar can regain value. I'm, I'm almost certain of it, and I, I actually think there's a chance he could be the fantasy quarterback one this season. What do you think about Lamar Jackson? Yeah, me too, 100%. He's my dynasty two right now behind only Mahomes. Yep. And he's not, I mean, redraft, I'm strongly considering breaking my trend of being the late, late, late round quarterback guy and to get him because we talked about the, his receivers in another show. I think he has receivers now. They're not the greatest, but I think he will throw well against a lot of single coverage. And I think his rushing might decrease a little, but I also just trust that organization and expect J.K. Dobbins to catch a few more passes than the running backs have in the past and, you know, just pad Lamar's numbers that way. I I think he's a fantasy superstar. Yeah, I do. I, I'm totally on board with that. I agree with you. Um, the, the top tier of quarterbacks, it's tough right now. You know, somebody has to be that QB5. You've got, of course, Mahomes and, and Josh Allen, Kyler Murray. Uh, Dak is in there as well. So, um, no, no shame in being the quarterback five, but I love the no. value he offers in that range. Uh, this next player is really the one that kind of sparked this entire conversation, Matt, and, and this entire topic, because I wanted to know what you thought about Michael Thomas. He drops 32 spots. Of all the players we've talked about today, 
Um, not only is he was he the highest drafted this time a year ago, uh, he's the only player who was in the top the top twenty. He was fourth overall one year ago. Now down to thirty six. The last player being drafted in the third round. Uh, of course, a lot of that had to do with with the injury he suffered, which just never seemed to really go away last year. But now on top of that that injury, uh, we've got this quarterback situation. Drew Brees has retired. That leaves uh, Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston or maybe both. Most people think that's probably not good news for Michael Thomas and Kamara and everybody else. Can Michael Thomas bounce back? Can he regain some value? Can he even get up to that first-round valuation again? I don't think he can get to the first-round valuation again. And one thing that hurts him, in my opinion, is he's not as physically imposing as A.J. Brown, Jamar Chase, D.K. Metcalf, even Justin Jefferson. He's just not as gifted as those guys. However, I do think there's too much of a correction because I absolutely think he had his worst season he'll ever have because of injuries. I mean, to me, that was the only culprit for down production a year ago. And I think there's some overreaction to... Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, they're going to kill him. He's still the only show in town. I mean, he still may have the highest target percentage of just about any receiver in the league. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, He is still a wide receiver one. Uh, According to ADP, he is wide receiver 12 overall, right behind Terry McLaurin. Um, Jamar Chase is wide receiver 10. Hopkins is 9. Ridley is 8. So... I don't know. I mean, I think it, it's probably fair to make a case. He's 28 years old. He's a older than you'd like. Maybe he didn't fall, you know, maybe he didn't fall as far as could be expected. Of course, he started he started higher than, than all the rest of these players. But um, I mean, looking at, at the players behind him, DJ Moore, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, Allen Robinson, he could have fallen even further. Yeah, there's some names. I'm kind of talking on both sides of my mouth because a couple of those names you mentioned, DJ Moore in particular, I'm taking well ahead of Michael Thomas. I mean, I think he's probably rounding the ninth hole on the back nine of his career at 28. I don't think he falls off a cliff quickly because he's a route runner. He's a you know fadeaway slow guy. Yeah. But, you know, there's so many good receivers. I mean, some of those names you mentioned, even like the Judys of the world, are, are ready to explode possibly. I don't know if he's ready to explode. Well, I think the conversation, let's let's put him in, in kind of those age tiers. Michael Thomas, wide receiver 12, 36 overall <clears throat> at 28 years old. DeAndre Hopkins, 29 years old. He's the wide receiver 9, 28 overall. Which of those players do you want? Let's throw Mike Evans in there too. All right, Mike Evans, 27, wide receiver 14, 39 overall currently. I think I would go Evans, Thomas, Hopkins. But they're in the same tier. So that that makes Mike Evans at wide receiver 14 and 39 overall look like a really nice value. Yeah. And I I agree with you there. Matt, last player we're going to talk about today. This one is a little bit of a surprise for me. Cooper Cup, the Rams wide receiver, drops 26 spots. So more than two rounds. uh, Was being drafted as the 40th overall player one year ago. Now down to 66 overall. Um certainly some things have changed for him. Of course, that, that loss in value 
came as a result of yet another injury that he dealt with last year. Uh, but you look at the Rams' offense, and I kind of feel like we're we're pointing up. Um, did bring in some competition, but I I don't think don't think those guys uh, Deshaun Jackson and, and Tutu Atwell and uh, maybe you you hope for improvement from Van Jefferson from his rookie season. I don't think those players are a threat to Cup uh, or to Robert Woods either. You know, you lose Gerald Everett, but you upgrade at quarterback. I'm I'm surprised we're looking at Cooper Cup as as a major faller. Sort of has a little bit of a juju vibe as a player. You know, that yeah. he's a good player in a better situation in terms of who's ahead of him. Um, side note, you mentioned Van Jefferson. His stock, I bet, has dropped like crazy after drafting Atwell. And mm-hmm. I still think he's a, a target for me because I think he could be the next Robert Woods maybe as soon as next year. Um, I don't know the Cup's ever going to be – I don't think he's ever going to be the deep threat. And clearly they – are prioritizing throwing the ball down the field with Stafford and Atwell and Deshaun Jackson. But I think he's probably going to maintain this value, if not slightly increase, over the next couple years. He's good. He's not great. You know, he's uh, a very startable player that probably isn't going to you know sh- make great strides for your, your team, but isn't going to kill you either. So it's, it sounds like, or what I'm hearing is that he was probably just being overvalued a year ago. Yeah, is that come fair? to think of it, I think that's a good way of putting it. I mean, yeah, if he was sort of like Juju was in his prime, you know. Like, they're good, they're just, they have some deficiencies. Better out of the slot. You, do you want Juju or Cooper Cup in Dynasty right now? Cup. Oh, four years older. Ah, that hurts. Ah, four years older, wow. They're yeah, the same Cup rookie is, class too, aren't they? Cup is twenty eight, uh, I believe. I they, think so. I believe they were. Yeah, Cup yeah. was certainly certainly came out as an older rookie. Uh, Cup is twenty eight, Juju twenty four, and they're being being drafted uh, about in the same range. Sixty one overall for Juju, sixty six for Cup. Of course, I'll take Juju there. Yeah, Cup's definitely more valuable this year, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan, MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.